Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Um, now... Uh, many of you might recognize uh, recognize even the name Noel Byrne, if even only somewhere deep in the darkest recesses of your cranium, because he used to do the traffic with AA Roadwatch. Um, he's moved on to bigger and better things. Um, but he wrote an article uh, recently for the journal, and it, it made news all over the place. It was uh, an article on dealing with grief, the process of grieving, what people expect of you when you're grieving and um and it, yeah it, it got a whole lot of attention and he joins me now in the studio it's lovely to see you good to see you as well Owen. thanks for having me um i i read this article um and I, it was brought to my attention because obviously a lot of people in the building would know you from your work on a Roadwatch. um but you lost your wife last year yeah so in january uh, 2018 kathy we'd been going out for 11 years and just before New Year's on December 27, 2017, Kathy was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And less than three weeks later, then on January 16th, she passed away. We met in the canteen and it's kind of the, the worst place to have that conversation. I just had to give you a hug and go, what do you say? Man? I'm, so, I'm so sorry. It's Yeah, it's, it's one of those things like it happened so fast, obviously. And there was no inclination that this was going to be what would happen. Yeah. You know, she was only 29 she was working right up until the 22nd of December she was a primary school teacher in Prosperous in Kildare and she was working and she used to go out running doing 5k's and 10k's and you know on the 22nd we went out one of my friends was turning 30 and we were at the 30th and there's a picture of us both of us from that night and to look at it you wouldn't think like she had unbeknownst to us at that point she had terminal cancer but we just didn't know and then five days later you know we're sitting in front of a doctor and that's the news that you're given and uh, it just kind of turns everything on its head because we had obviously plans we were going to get married in 2018 in August and that was So you were engaged when you got the diagnosis? Yes so we got engaged in December 2016 Yeah Uh, I popped the question in the Shelburne I was just like well after 10 years I kind (laughs) of need to do something about this but uh, yeah so thankfully Phrase like a typical man but I suppose (laughs) I better get the finger out Yeah. Um, So yeah we had you know the plans were in motion we had the the hotel booked and the celebrant and the band and the DJ and all of that stuff and uh, yeah so 2018 was meant to be the year that we got married now with the way things did pan out as I said Cathy passed away on January 16th and then on January 14th which was a Sunday Cathy and myself got married in the oratory in the Matter Private in Dublin and that whole wedding was organised in the space of 24 hours and you, you had to get the four courts open yeah in fairness to two of my friends Shane was going to be my best man and he stepped up to the mark in terms of best man duties because he essentially with his fiance Gronio organized the entire thing so the four courts had to open we to get a, an exemption to get a marriage license because um, normally it has to be a three-month period and then we had to get all the forms filled in with the HSE to make it legal and, and, and all of that which actually took longer to get the HSE office open but uh, they did anyway and uh, yeah we were able to get a celebrant and then our closest family and friends kind of gathered on the Sunday and when she when she got the diagnosis you said she was. You were at the party. You wouldn't have known to look at her at the photo. Did she, did she, 
did she seem well at that stage and how quickly did she deteriorate to being unwell so as I said yeah she had been quite well there was an, uh, a period of where she was feeling sick or under the weather yeah. but I mean you're not going to think gee I wonder is it cancer and she did go to the doctor and blood tests nothing out of the ordinary there because yeah. you don't routinely check for the markers for cancer because that's with what she was presenting with that would actually be out of the ordinary for a doctor to do that yeah. and it wasn't until that day that we went in she had been feeling quite ill around the Christmas period I like we never would have thought oh well gee I wonder is it cancer as I said but it wasn't until we went in then and they kind of told us that and uh, yeah it's just a shock to the system to say the least what was she like? she was sound um, she had a good uh level of patience obviously to go out with me uh, but we met in the first day of college in Mary Eye in Limerick and we started going out a few months later and you know we were only 18 and 19 at the time so we kind of went through our 20s together like we grew up together essentially like we became adults together we shaped each other in our opinions and our outlook and <clears throat> excuse me one of the things was that we loved to travel and you know we were firm in the belief that like travel broadens the mind and it's good to see other cultures and how they work and it kind of puts your own life into perspective as well when you see people in maybe less well-off uh, societies compared to here things aren't maybe exactly as we would like them but they kind of open your eyes up to the world and that's something you know we had plans you know in addition to the wedding we were going to travel more and take a year or two out and kind of travel the world and then come back and do all the standard stuff with the house and the kids and all of that but i mean that isn't how it's going to go now but um yeah she was exactly what i wanted and needed um i, I want to get to the article that you wrote about uh what happened after she died and the grieving process um, and i hope this isn't a voyeuristic question we're going to take a little musical break and then we will talk about the article um did you did you get to say what you wanted to say yeah we I mean, when you're faced with one of those situations where, you know, the doctors have kind of indicated that there might not be that long, you're kind of like face to face with death, you know, it's just kind of there. And that whole world is kind of very surreal to be in, especially at such a young age and so out of the blue. And Kathy's strength and positivity throughout the whole thing was just enamoring. And that is something I've tried to channel myself since then. And yeah, we did have conversations about, you know, what was going to come next and what way to kind of continue and things like that and you know I'm grateful in some ways the miracle that we got was our wedding yeah like you know things didn't pan out the way we expected or the way we wanted but at least we had the wedding and that day the illness took a back seat and we were able to you know in front of our family and friends kind of do what we wanted to do in 2018 okay we're here we're chatting with Noel Byrne um, formerly kind of of the 2FM stable and the AA Roadwatch stable he's talking about the death of his wife Cathy at 29 years old and this article he's written on grief when I get to the article uh, and we'll be back after uh, the Chainsmokers with Winona O this is Hope on 2FM this is 2FM we're talking to Noel Byrne formerly of AA Roadwatch gone back to college he's getting into the murky world of politics I don't know why you do that to yourself um, yes, it's a very house of cards at times <laughs> that's a chat for another day um, so Noel's wife Cathy died last year 29 years young um, only a three week lead in after a cancer diagnosis uh, well to kind of the, the, the neutral observer um, and you wrote this article Noel about grief and the process and kind of I guess it's centred around yet yeah, your own process but also 
what people expect of you and how that can make its own awkward situations. Like one of the lines that you wrote that really stood out to me is, actually, it's okay to sometimes be okay. Yeah, so I think what I learned quite quickly after Cathy passed away, I just started kind of consuming anything that was around to do with grief. Books, podcasts, blogs, anything there was. TED Talks. Because I had this sense of, am I doing this right? Because people kind of, you know, they talk about the five stages of grief and it's kind of this nebulous thing that people are aware of, but they don't really know what to expect. And it just didn't sit right with me. And then, because there are days where, you know, you're in a dark place and you don't want to get out of bed. And then other days you're kind of like, I'm just going to go out with my friends. And then you can tell people have this expectation of what you're going to be like. And one of my friends, a couple of weeks after Cathy passed away, I was at a house party, which I know even that in and of itself sounds weird to people. But she said to me, don't let the expectations of others impact you. Because as I said, people think you're going to be... Cathy said that to you? No, a friend of mine after Cathy passed away. And it kind of really just struck a chord with me because it was like, I shouldn't be beholden to the way people think I should be in my situation they're not in my situation they don't know what I'm going through and so do you mean like people would like earnestly put a hand on your shoulder and go how are you and kind of almost giving you their permission to cry or yeah kind of to that effect like most of the time I think people because society has this narrative around grief and the expectations of you and some days as I said I was sad but then other days I was just okay and one of the motivations for me writing the article was anytime I saw something that kind of I resonated with me it made me feel better. And it's one of those things that people don't talk about, that sometimes it is okay to be okay. You do you. You do whatever you feel comfortable with, not those around you. And if people, if that resonates with people, reading it or hearing me saying it now, then it's done its job because people, you know, it's your own unique experience. Whatever way you grieve is the way you grieve. And myself and yourself could have two completely different experiences. And people just feel like they can't really talk about it or because they they feel like they're doing it wrong yeah and there is no wrong way to grieve it's your way was there anger there I'm, I mean I guess cause a lot of people will know we had our own tragedy in 2FM recently with the passing of, of Alan McQuillan um, and I guess there's that thing of when somebody's older when they've had lived a good life, it's it's a natural part. It's the ebb and flow of life, and it's sad, but you can reconcile it easy, I guess. Whereas with this, it's 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 the unfairness of it all. Yeah, it's one hundred percent unfair and undeserved. And in terms of anger, it's one of those emotions. Yeah, I've definitely felt angry at times, but I also think, and it's it's okay to experience that. Obviously, it's part of it, but it's kind of an a wasted emotion because I think it just drains you. But also, in this instance, there's no one to be angry at. So you've nowhere to channel the anger. It's no one's fault that this happened. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like you can you can feel the anger, but there's no one to let it out on. Yeah. So that's why I, I try not to dwell on it because it's just like, oh, this is just going to tire me. And this isn't how I want to spend my time being angry at well, nothing or no one. And same again, this is, I don't want to appear like a voyeuristic question, but did Cathy, because you knew what was coming, did did she kind of almost give you a pep talk in... I want you to go on and do great things. and Yeah, she did. It was one of the things we spoke about in terms of life after her. And again, it's it's kind of surreal when you're in that situation, when this woman who's shaped you into the person you are today is telling you, look, 
we're not going to have the future we thought we were going to have. And as I mentioned earlier, her strength and determination over the few weeks just was amazing. And she she said to me, you know, you, you're going to have to try and take this strength on you. And that's something I've I've tried to do and carry it through over the 12, 13 months. And you, for me, a part of it is, you know, she's not here anymore. So I'm living life for the both of us. Yeah. And I just kind of hope she's proud. OK, if uh, if people want to read the article, it's on, I assume, your Twitter. It's on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, what's yeah. your handle at Noel Byrne? I was very original. At Noel Byrne, or you can just type Noel Byrne grief into Google, and it'll come up there. It's on the journal, and um, it's a fascinating article. And I, I, that that thing of it's okay to be okay, as well as the sadness you've obviously felt. Um, dude, I can't imagine being dealt a hand like that. And I think the fact that you're so composed, even talking about it, it's it's a testament to your strength of character. Um, so thank you for your honesty, and I I really appreciate your time. Thanks, all. Noel Byrne, thank you. Do it. This is Two FM.